Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and let's get rolling with today's episode. Let's go, Jayhawks fans. Let's go. 3-0. and Another big win on the road against the Houston Cougars. Oh, my God. Goodness, what a game. Just like last week against West Virginia, coming into the game, a huge underdog, and they pulled it out again on the road. Back-to-back wins, and as the final seconds were ticking down in this 48-30 win on the road at the University of Houston, you could hear Jayhawk Nation chanting, Rock, Chuck, Jayhawk, KU. You could hear it on TV, on ESPNU. Oh, wow. It was insane. I was getting chills watching the end of that game. The buildup to the 48-30 win was incredible. The voices ringing out throughout TDECU Stadium. And Houston fans had been quietly slinking out of the stadium throughout the entire fourth quarter. It was fun to watch. <laughs> it was it was just it was not what the Houston fans were expecting going into it. We'll just say that. They thought they were gonna go in there and get a win against Kansas. They saw it on their schedule as a W before the season. And then some things started to unfold. During the game, what happened? Well, here's let's just let's just start from the beginning. Let's just start from the beginning. All right. It was kind of like the West Virginia game at the beginning for Kansas. Uh, Houston jumped out to a quick 14-0 lead. And it was all right. What's happening, Jayhawks? What's going on here? We don't want to do this again, but we saw it happen the week before. Nobody was really down and out about it. They had to get their heads on straight. The defense needed to work out through some adjustments. And it was, all right, let's get back down to business. Let's go. They needed to fix a few things on defense, which they did throughout the game. But it was that quick 14-0 lead, that what that same thing that West Virginia happened to them. It was West Virginia and Houston both going up 14-0, but... The Jayhawks did what they could to weather the storm. No pun intended, even though there was a 70-minute weather delay during this game. We'll get to that in a minute as well. The Jayhawks, what did they do after they were down 14-0? They answered. The offense answered. What happened? They went on a 28-0 run. No big deal. Jumping out to a 28-14 lead and in the middle of that, There was a 70-minute delay. It was 14-14 when the lightning delay happened. The Jayhawks were about to score a touchdown. They had the lightning delay. You know, it's at least 15 minutes after the closest lightning strike, so you have to wait until the lightning's out of the area. That's just how it works. You want to make sure everybody's safe. Everybody in the stands had to evacuate, everything like that. So no big deal for the Jayhawks, though. They came back after the lightning break, after the lightning delay. 
touchdown on the first play after that to take a 21-14 to lead. And then they finished the half with a, another touchdown. Terry Lachlan got that 60-yard bomb from Jalen Daniels. And it was a 28-14 to lead at halftime. Houston, after halftime, they, they did a shorter halftime because of the lightning delay. Both teams agreed to a 15-minute halftime, so not a big deal. They came back out a little bit early. Houston tried to seize the momentum to start the second half. They did. They came out with a good drive to start the second half, turned into a touchdown. They cut the Jayhawks' lead to 28-21. But that was as close as the Cougars ever got again. Jalen Daniels led the team down. They got another rushing touchdown to extend the lead to 35-21. Less than two minutes later, the Jayhawks added to their lead. It was, I wouldn't call it a trick play, but Jalen Daniels, the quarterback, lined up in the running back spot. The quarterback on the play handed off to Daniels, who then ran around the right side of the field and passed it to tight end Jared Casey for a touchdown. It was, it was a fun play to watch. This Kansas offense is fun to watch. It has been a long time since we've been able to say that, Jayhawks fans. But this offense is fun to watch. So that gave the Jayhawks a 42-21 lead. That was the largest lead of the game for Kansas, but there was no coming back for Houston at that point. There really wasn't. They scored a touchdown on the last play of the third quarter to cut the lead to 42-27. They missed the extra point, and that was that. Kansas added a field goal. Houston added a field goal back to get within, I think it was 15 points. Yeah, 15 points. Yeah. And then the Jayhawks sealed it with another field goal with just a couple minutes left in the game, and that, was the end of the scoring 48 to 30 Kansas with the win the big road win over Houston so what does that mean what does that mean for the Kansas Jayhawks after getting that big win at West Virginia getting another big win at Houston Houston was a team who was in the top 25 to start the season was in the top 25 just until this past week and what happens Kansas wins back-to-back road games for the first time since 2007 it's the first time the Jayhawks have started 3-0 in football since 2009 it's early in the season that's true but Kansas has already hit the over on their win totals they were projected by all the major sports books in Vegas, all the major sports books here in Kansas, now that we have legal sports betting, you could pick Kansas to win three games on the season and you'd win your bet. I actually, that was my very first bet I placed in Kansas. I predicted the Jayhawks would win over two and a half games. All they had to do was win three or more games. Boom, you win the bet. They did that after week three. We are three weeks into the season. The Jayhawks are 3-0. and They already smashed the over. <laughs> There's no better way to say it. <laughs> oh, man. Going into the season, 
you guys know, if you've been listening to this podcast since the beginning, you know how I felt about this season. I thought it was a season going into it. You could be cautiously optimistic. I thought that on their best season, they could get six wins, maybe seven if they get to the bowl game and get a win in their bowl game. I thought that was pretty optimistic. I, I, I got to be honest. I Not many people were saying that. I think I may have been the only one to predict Kansas to go to a bowl game this year. Even the diehard Jayhawks fans were happy with maybe four wins this season, maybe five at, at best. I thought they could win six. I looked at the schedule. I thought they could get six wins. We'll see if that happens. It's a good start. I'll say that much. The Jayhawks are 3-0 and right now, heading into week four. And I got to give a quick shout-out to Jalen Daniels. Jalen Daniels got onto the Davey O'Brien Award list last week. Davey O'Brien Award goes to the best quarterback in college football. He's on the list now, an award that's going to be given out at the end of the season. He was the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Week last week, first time ever he was awarded with that. That That's just something to keep an eye on. That's just another thing to add to the list. After being on the Davey O'Brien Award watch list, he is now the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Week. His Heisman odds went up drastically this week. I'm not going to get into the weeds on that just because it's a little bit much. But he was not in the Heisman running. He still really isn't near the top of the list, but he's in the middle of the pack now for guys that could win the Heisman Trophy, which is wild considering where this Kansas football team started at the beginning of the year. But... Kansas entered this game leading the nation in scoring offense. Jalen Daniels leading the way. The offense did not slow down against a typically stout Houston defense. Now, they are currently ranked fifth nationally in scoring. They're averaging 51 points per game. They came into the game first. But you know what? When you only score, I say only in quotes, when you only score... 48 points and your season average comes down to 51 points per game. That's pretty incredible. This Jayhawks offense is not going anywhere. Yes, they will face some tougher defenses when they get into Big 12 play against Oklahoma, against Baylor, against Oklahoma State. But they're riding high. They're hot right now. They still have another game against an opponent that's not in the conference, they're going to look to continue that hot streak at home at David Booth Kansas Memorial Stadium this Saturday, 11 a.m. They're going to be playing Duke in football. Yes, that Duke, the other basketball program, Duke. Yes, they are also 3-0. and But you know what? Before we get into that, Let's hear from our sponsors. Pete Mundo, owner of HeartlandCollegeSports.com, with you here on the show. And uh, before we continue, DraftKings is the official sponsor of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. And right now, DraftKings wants to get you hooked up. Obviously, you're a Big 12 fan, but also you're probably an NFL fan, right? And the NFL is in full swing. And at DraftKings, here's the deal. They're the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win. 
and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's absolutely outstanding. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. For every leg that you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? DraftKings Sportsbook. Download it now. Use our promo code HCS to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any game. That's code HCS for Heartland College Sports only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So Duke is coming to town. They'll be here in Lawrence, Kansas, 11 a.m. kickoff this Saturday. I was really hoping, really, really hoping that college game day would come to Lawrence, Kansas. Unfortunately, they decided to go to Tennessee for Tennessee, Florida. Eh. That's kind of a meh game to me. It's just an SEC matchup. Not a big deal. But they could have come to Lawrence, Kansas to see two undefeated teams going head-to-head. Two teams that are typically basketball schools. These athletic programs typically are always talking about basketball. Not much talking about football. But Kansas and Duke both start out the season 3-0. 3-0. and In fact, here's a little tidbit for you. Through three games, this is the first time in college football history that these four blue blood basketball schools in Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, and Kentucky have all started the season 3-0. and That's pretty incredible. <laughs> so you've got Duke coming to Lawrence. They're riding high at 3-0. They really haven't played much competition yet. The Jayhawks have had a couple tough games. They did have their cupcake in week one against Tennessee Tech. But the Jayhawks right now are looking at you, Kansas fans. They are looking at you. They want to see you pack the booth on Saturday. Yes, pack the booth. That's a reference to the name of their stadium, David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium. They're saying pack the booth. They started... This theme, literally right after the game, after they beat Houston, their social media team, this Kansas social media team is great, by the way. KU Athletics, KU Football, both of them. They're going off, and well-deserved, by the way. They need to go off. They're having a great time with this uh, start to the football season. But it's been the theme of the week ever since right after the Houston game. They got the players looking at the camera, saying, pack the booth. They, look, they go around to a bunch of di- different players. Pack the booth. Pack the booth. They got a coach. Pack the booth. Everybody's saying it. It's a call to all you fans to get out there early, to get out there and be loud and be proud, to get these Jayhawks not just to a 3-0 start but to a 4-0 start. Anytime you can beat Duke, it doesn't matter the sport. You want to beat Duke. Kansas opens as a 9-point favorite over Duke. This is a stark contrast to the past couple of weeks for our Jayhawks, who were heavy underdogs against West Virginia. They were a two-touchdown underdog, and they were an eight-and-a-half-point underdog playing at Houston. Now they're the favorite by nine points. How will they respond 
to being the favorites. That that this is a different shoe for them. They've been the underdogs all season. How are they going to play it being the favorites for the first time in a long time? I guess they did. Were, they were favorites in Week One against Tennessee Tech, but how are they going to play it against a name brand school like Duke? We'll see. We'll see. What what needs to happen for Kansas if they want to get out to a good start? If they want to get the win? If they want to cover the spread? What needs to happen is the defense needs to get out to a better start. That is not a question. But that's what needs to happen. They've given up 14 early points. They've get, put the offense in a hole the last couple of weeks. And they cannot do that against Duke. They've they've got to get out and they've got to get some stops. If they can get an early three and out, set the tone, get the crowd involved, it would be fantastic. Giving the offense a chance to break the game open early would be the best possible scenario. If if you can get a couple three and outs to start the game, give the ball to the offense when it's 0-0, run down, score a touchdown, get up 7-0, get another stop, give it back to the offense, maybe get a quick 14-0 lead, maybe 10-0 lead. That's... That's an ideal scenario for KU. Getting out to a hot start just like they did against Tennessee Tech in week one, you do not want to get in a hole like they did against West Virginia and Houston. You don't want to give Duke any thought that they might be able to be in this game and hang around until the fourth quarter. Now, I will say this about the defense. After they got put in a hole, they stepped up. They were getting stops, especially against Houston. They didn't allow Houston to score after the midway point through the first quarter. They didn't allow them to score again until the third quarter. So there was in-game adjustments made, and that's good news for the defense that they can do that. But they just need to get out to a faster start, get some three and outs, give the offense the ball, and the offense just needs to continue what they've been doing, scoring 40-plus points per game. Now, that might not be sustainable the whole season, but I think they can keep it up against Duke. I mean, the goal, obviously, for every offense is to score on every possession, but um, Kansas has been doing that and being very successful at times. The past couple of games, I think it was against West Virginia, they scored on five straight offensive possessions. Against Houston, they scored on four straight offensive possessions, and they would have scored on five consecutive offensive possessions in the first half, except they ran into halftime. They ran out of time, literally. They were about to throw a Hail Mary, and that's all that they could do. But the offense has proved they have what it takes to get it done. This is going to be a fun offense to watch the rest of the season. It's going to be a fun offense to watch against Duke. They just need to keep scoring points like they have, and I think they'll be just fine. Right now... Kansas is currently receiving 23 votes to get into the top 25 in the AP poll. If Kansas beats Duke, they, this is my prediction, maybe a bold prediction. If Kansas beats Duke, they will break into the top 25 of the AP poll for the first time since October 2009. October 2009 was the last time Kansas played in a ranked, played while ranked in a game. 
October 24th against Oklahoma 2009, I believe it was, that I read earlier today. Kansas fans, you know what to do. Get out there early and pack the booth on Saturday. It's an early kickoff. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff. You can do it, Jayhawks fans. I know you can. Get out there. Support your Jayhawks. Support the Crimson and Blue. Get out there. Do what you need to do. Maybe start your tailgates at 6 in the morning. That's all right. Whatever you need to do to get out there and show your support behind this high-powered offense, this defense that's getting better, they need you to be loud out there, that defense. They need you guys to make it tough for Duke's offense. Be loud. Be proud. Show your support for these undefeated Jayhawks. And I guess before I end this podcast, I got to make a prediction. Because I've been doing it every week. I've predicted KU to win every week. And you know what? They're 3-0. So let's go. Kansas offense will keep doing what they've been doing. I think they're going to score plenty. I think they're going to win this one by double digits. I think that they will end up covering the spread. I think it's going to be Kansas 42, Duke 21. Kansas with the big win at home in front of Jayhawks Nation. Get out there, pack the booth, do what you need to do, and I think that about does it for today's episode. You can get at me on Twitter, at JayhawkerTalker, at MarkTheOverseer. We can keep this conversation going. Let's talk about your Jayhawks and how well they've been doing and how well they're going to continue to do this week against Duke. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast. This is an affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. You can check out my latest article up there at heartlandcollegesports.com. Check out everything we've got going on over there. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.